Kingdom. Our Christmas box is our uh, a community initiative where we uh, we come together as a church family and uh, and we've uh, put some some money together to create some great uh, boxes for families that that maybe have had just an incredibly tough year. Maybe they've uh, lost someone real close to them this year and. And so, so that's really a, a great opportunity for each one of us to be to be thinking and praying about our neighbours or about people we know. They they don't have to come to a, a church at, at all. It's a great a box that we call it. It's a box of joy. It's a box of a, a love of Jesus that we're giving out in the form of food. And so I want to I want to say uh, let's get on board with that. Let's be thinking. Let's be praying because it's an uh, amazing opportunity to reach out to our community. Well, well, it's so good to see everybody today. It's good to see the All Black Jerseys here as well. Uh, let they come to the second service. Yeah, point taken. Um, uh, but it's just uh, amazing to have, uh, it was a few points, but anyway, uh, the, it's so good to have uh, people coming for the first time as well. And we're, we're a church that, that loves people uh, because people matter to God and people matter to us. So if you're here for the first time today, you got an orange pack. Uh, welcome. It's so good to have you with us. And come on, Elam family, let's give a big round of applause for all our guests one more time. So good. So, so good. Well, well, today um, I wanted to start off a, a little bit different uh, for this, this one here. We have, I want to let you know, we, we have an amazing uh, prayer ministry team that are kind of uh, almost like people behind the scenes or they're, they're the people that are praying for people at the front here. But, but I, I want you to know, I, I just wanted to honor everybody involved in the prayer ministry team today because they, they are praying for like nonstop, sometimes 24-7 for people. And, uh, and if you have a prayer request, they, they will be praying for that. They, they confidentially pass that through. The, through the team with uh, uh, just uh, safely so they can be praying and interceding on your behalf when when uh, uh, things happen, you know, or you know people where stuff happens. And so I want to encourage you, if, if you, uh, they, I just, could we put our hands together for all our prayer ministry team? If you're here right now or, or not, that is so good. Now, if you do have a prayer request, those Orange Connect cards, they're the cards to, to use, and, and, and that's, they're safe, they're confidential, and, uh, and uh, for you to be able to pass on that, that request that we can uh, stand with you uh, as well in prayer. So those are amazing people. Uh, you'll see it in the foyer. Uh, maybe prayer uh, is, is something that, that you carry, maybe intercessory prayer or some prayer warfare. For, uh, if that's a party, we'd love you to join that team. You, you see the Dream Team stand. Bailey will tell you a little bit more about that later. Well, Psalm 23, this is week two of our Psalm 23 series. And for the next few weeks, we're going to be unpacking uh, the rest of, of this chapter. And, and, and maybe if, if you're not normally a, a church person, but you may, you may have heard this psalm because uh, a lot of the times that it is used at, at things like funerals and, and they read through this psalm. But, but I, I want to tell you, as, as, we, as we unpack this psalm, it's actually a psalm that is full of hope. Uh, it's a psalm uh, about talking about the closeness of, of a relationship uh, with, with God. And, and, and it kind of excites me that we're, we're into this, uh, this passage right now because there's some great, great tools for us that will help us uh, every day of our life. But first, we're going to pray really quickly. Father, Lord, Lord, we just thank you that you're here with us right now. Uh, Almighty God, I thank you for every person here in this place, every person that can hear my voice right now. Lord, I pray that they won't hear my words or my voice, but they'll hear you speaking to them today. Holy Spirit, would you come and, and just give us eyes to see what you're doing, hearts to understand, Lord, ears to hear what you're saying uh, to us. Lord, even though we're in a room of many people, Lord, we know that you can speak to each one individually. So Lord, we praise you and we thank you uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
men. Well, well as a quick recap for Psalm 23, uh, the author is David. He was a uh, King David, but he didn't start off as a king. Uh, if, you, if you're aware of the story, he started off as a shepherd boy and was, was picked out of a, of a line of his brothers to be uh, anointed by a prophet to be the king of Israel. And and, and this David, is the, as he writes this psalm, he, he uses the picture uh, of, of a shepherd and sheep, which is really uh, dear to our hearts in New Zealand, right? We have so many sheep. Um, apparently, we used to have like 50 sheep to one person. I think it's dropped, so the sheep are kind of fading away, but down to about 20 sheep per person, apparently. Uh, but, but the sheep and a shepherd uh, is something that David is wanting to paint the picture of for us. And, and for a couple of reasons there, he's wanting to show the closeness of a relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. Uh, and, and here, if you unpack uh, that first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, the word the Lord there uh, is, is, comes from the, the word Yahweh, which is a name for God. That is like the, the God who is I am that I am. He's the God Almighty. And to put it another way, you could say that Yahweh is my shepherd. The I am is my shepherd. Interesting point to note here that, that David uh, uses this the, as the writer. He writes that the Lord is my shepherd. He doesn't say that the Lord is your shepherd or a shepherd or another shepherd. Uh, he's talking about it in the close proximity of, Lord, you are my shepherd. He, he brings it to a, an intimate kind of a relationship there that he, uh, he belongs. The Lord is his. And, and now, now, I don't know uh, if you know this, but sheep are like, they're not the kind of the brightest of animals, right? Uh, and as, as I say, in New Zealand, there's many of them. But it's really not easy to make them lie down. Our verse, we're looking at verse number two today, which says this, uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse two, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters, and he restores my soul. Now, sheep aren't easy to make lie down. Uh, in fact, uh, they uh, don't, don't like lying down at all because they have uh, different concerns or worries. But, uh, but uh, the amazing thing is that here's, uh, I have three daughters. I have three daughters, and when they were little, uh, we used to I used to play fight with them in the lounge on the ground, and you know I would hold them down, I would grab them, make them lie down, and I would I would tickle them, and, and sometimes they would try to gang up on me, all three of them, but I would take them all down in one pile of little children on the lounge floor. I would make them lie down, I would hold them there as I'm tickling them, uh, but but because I, I'm superior, strong to them, uh, but then, uh, but as they've got older. Uh, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to make them lie down and be able to tickle them or play fight them, uh, especially my youngest one, who's now a police officer. Uh, and she, she has these unfair tricks that she uses uh, on us. So, I, so now I just, I just give in. I just let her win uh, at times. But, but, but it is not easy. It is not easy to make a sheep lie down. Now, sheep won't lie down unless there's four things present. The first thing is that a sheep needs to be able to lie down is free from fear, freedom from fear. Uh, and that's, that's only provided by a shepherd, right? They need protection from the, the wild animals that are around them. The, the second thing that they need is free uh, to be free from tension. 
Uh, and, and within a, a, a herd of sheep, they're like any other animals where there's a, an animal pecking order. And, and maybe you've seen some of those videos on, online where there's a sheep and the, they're headbunting each other and they're running at each other and they're crashing their, their heads together and things like that. Well, that's because there's a pecking order uh, even in, in sheep. Uh, but a sheep can't, uh, can't lie down unless they're free from that tension. The third thing is that uh, a sheep need to lie down is freedom from aggravation. You know, uh, from, from torment, like those flies and pests that would just, you know, those annoying things that just seem to torment you and aggravate you. Well, a sheep has to be free from that to be able to lie down. The fourth thing is they need to be free from hunger because they need to feed. And see, for sheep to lie down and to be at rest, they, they require all of these things uh, which they are unable to provide for themselves. Sheep don't know what they need and what they need is a shepherd. And, and now the shepherd, like the, the, the portfolio of a shepherd is this, what a shepherd provides is, is, is this, a shepherd provides, uh, provides so they don't have, uh, so they have all they need. A shepherd provides peace for a sheep so they can rest from the journey. Uh, a shepherd provides protection and, and a few of the verses a little bit later, we'll see that a shepherd has a rod uh, and a staff and we'll unpack that uh, as we go, but uh, a shepherd provides protection so, so the sheep can be safe from their enemies. Uh, a shepherd provides providence. It's like he gives them guidance uh, to the sheep. Uh, he also, number five, is that a shepherd provide, is, is present with his sheep so they have a companion and someone to do that journey with as well. See, sheep need a shepherd to be able to lie down. And you and I need a shepherd too. The Lord is my shepherd is he your shepherd? Can you say that the Lord is my shepherd? See, sheep uh, can lie down and rest when they have a shepherd. Just a few weeks ago, uh, Denise and myself were in, I uh, had the real privilege and blessing of being in Israel for a few weeks doing a tour. I'm kind of glad we're not there at the moment, but, but I, must, I must say that when we were driving around uh, the place, there is lots of uh, of. Uh, deserts and there's rocks and there's sand and there's lots of rocks and deserts and sands and every motorway you kind of go down is rocks, deserts and sands and, and I was thinking of this passage and, and I, I was racking my brains trying to think, I don't think I saw a green pasture when we were driving around. Now, you know, sure, sure modern day today they've got lots of irrigation, amazing and crops and things, but back in the day, uh, no, no uh, real irrigation. I, I, I was starting to think, well, where was, all the, where was all the green grass that they said, that they talked about, where the strips may have been? And I got a couple of photos. I thought, I'll quickly show you what it was like. This is the first time. This is looking uh, at that, that bit of water up the top. That's the Dead Sea. Uh, and, and that is just desolate. There's a little bit of scrubby stuff there, but no green. Uh, you, you'll see some little bits down by the building here. That's artificial grass, by the way. Uh, but it's desolate. There's no green pastures of grass there at all. Let, let's look at the next one. The next one. Uh, this is actually just in the Gaza border, by the way. Interesting. Glad I'm not there today. Uh, but the Gaza, Gaza border. And it, it's desolate. It's sand. It's rocks. There's some amazing green trees there. And, uh, but the, otherwise, there, I didn't see any green pastures there either. Last photo. Last photo, uh, this is actually a place called Megiddo, which looks over the Armageddon Valley, which is just over the back there. there there's some bushy kind of things there, but there's no green pastures there at all. It's desert, it's rocks, and it's sand. 
And, and I felt like the, the Lord was starting to speak to me. Uh, he gave me a, like a, a quick word for some people here today because uh, to help you on your journey because uh, of letting him be the Lord of your life. See, when you trust God to be the shepherd of your life, he will give you a new rest and a new peace that you've never experienced before. That's what I believe. And even though your life right now looks like a desert, when he is the shepherd of your life, it will feel like a green pasture of grass. See, the reason that you feel will feel more hopeful or more restful or more confident or more, more secure is because you made the decision to let the Lord be your shepherd because that's what a shepherd does. That's who shepherds are. They provide, they protect, they give peace, they give providence, they are, are present. And, and, and even though life right now looks like a desert, like some of those places there, you can find peace and rest in the life that feels like that. But when the Lord is the shepherd of your life, he will make the desert feel like a green pasture where you can lie down and rest. See, it's really a lordship issue of our life. Like, like who's the king of your life? Who's the shepherd of your life? The truth is you can't serve two masters. Has anyone here ever had two bosses? Or tried to work for two bosses or people that think they're your bosses? Uh, and, and, you know, one's telling you this and one's telling you that and you just don't know whether you're coming or going. Uh, the truth is it's hard to, to work for two bosses. But here's the thing. When you say the Lord is my shepherd, immediately that all the characteristics of Yahweh, the great I am, the God of heaven and on earth, pours out those characteristics onto your life, giving you peace and rest, even though it feels like you're in a, a desert. Isaiah 53 verse 6, it says this, We all, like sheep, he's, he's picturing us as like sheep, we all, have, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to our own Way. Why don't you get this little clip? This is us. This is me. Oh, I'm stuck in a ditch. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You saved me. Yay. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. Wonderful. Oh, oop. <laughs> like I said, sometimes sheep aren't the brightest of animals, right? <laughs> the truth is, though, the truth is that without a shepherd, you and I are just the same as that sheep. <laughs> we can go our own way. We, we can't rest. We're, we're worried and we're fearful of, of the future. We have relationships that just bring so much tension into our lives and, and, and we don't know what to do about them. Then, then there's the aggravations of, of health and, and well-being and, and, and throwing some stresses about the cost of living and, and it builds for a, a busy life that is anxious and carries uh, stress and concern where we are, are unable to lie down and find rest. Can I say once again, when the Lord is your shepherd, even in those times of confusion and, and trouble, it can will feel like you can rest uh, and lie down because he is the shepherd of your life. Two quick things this morning I wanna, what, that I've pulled out of this, uh, that when God is my shepherd, I can find peace to rest in the midst of, of the unrest. I can find peace to rest in the midst of the unrest. As, as I said, uh, uh, Denise and I, we, we traveled back from, from Israel a few weeks ago and we, we had a flight uh, from Cairo in Egypt and uh, we went from Cairo to Dubai to Singapore 
to Sydney, all in one stretch, like 27 hours, an hour in between each flight, uh, and multiple planes. And when we got to Sydney, I lost my peace. I lost my peace because we're standing at the baggage carousel and, and all the bags start coming around and I can't see our bag and, and next minute we are the only ones standing there and there's no bags coming around and obviously our bag was lost and it was lost in Singapore apparently. So, so this caused me some issues really. I, I, I lost my peace. I didn't have any rest because I was, I was wondering what, what, what are you, you going to wear? Uh, uh, you know, all the things we bought for, our, uh, for friends and what, you know, this is all going to be lost now. What are we going to do? But the most stressful part about it was my beautiful wife had her hair dryer in her bags. That's a complete disaster. Lost in Singapore somewhere. This is going to be a tough few days until that arrives. <laughs> but I just lost my peace. It was stressful. It was just difficult waiting for these bags to arrive, which they did in about a week's time. Uh, and we see in Matthew chapter eleven twenty eight, we see this. That then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, Come to me, like the good shepherd. Come to the person of Jesus Christ. Come, come to me. It's in the coming when we find peace and rest, even though it feels, looks like a desert. See, one of the names for God is Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom, and that, that means this. It means the Lord is my peace. Peace is not found in the, all the time in a situation of being on a great holiday or having nice things. True peace is only found in the person of Jesus Christ because he is your peace. It's in the coming to him when we will find the burdens and the heavy loads and the weight leave our shoulders and we find rest in there. Second thing is this. Second thing is this, is that when God is my shepherd, when I don't know where to go, he will guide me. Sheep in the ancient world needed a shepherd to, to guide them because you, you saw those pictures there um, that I showed to guide them to where the good pasture was or where any pasture was. The, the, the sheep needed a, a guide to find water to drink and safe water to drink and, and, and places to rest and to, and to be able to lie down. And sheep would often get lost and or they would get in trouble, or they would wander off, or, or, or they tried to do it their own way, like we, we saw with that one sheep there that he jumped in the ditch again, and it's such a picture of us, <coughs> of us sometimes. Things are going great, things are going great, things are going great, oh no, there's another ditch. And it's in the wandering off that is so dangerous. And can I, can I take a little segue to say here, I, I love church, I, I love people, I love coming together. Don't, don't, don't make, uh, make Sundays to come into church and being together with the family to worship, to, to encourage, to hear the word of God. Don't make it priority number two or three or four or five. Or, because it's in the wandering off, it's where the ditches are. <laughs> and we're called, called to do life and, and community where there's love and the support. Do we, do we love each other all the time? Well, no, sometimes we just don't enjoy each other's company and people do dumb stuff and, and silly stuff and we get offended. Yeah, yeah, great, and, it's, and, and let's deal with it, but don't wander off because the desert is a hard place. Many sheep uh, have got lost in desert, so, so stay close. And, and here's the thing, Psalm 32 verse 8, it tells us this, that, that the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. And I will advise you and watch over you. Here's the thing. How, do we, how does God lead us? Well, he, he leads us through the, His Word, the Bible. 
He leads us through his, by his spirit. He leads us through wise people, not Facebook, I must say there, not good wisdom on Facebook or the person down the dark alley. God leads us through wise people. Uh, God leads us through common sense, and he leads us through the miraculous signs that he gives us. See, can, can I say that, that the blessing of, of a pay rise or a promotion is not always an opportunity that God is leading you into the right thing? We have to ask him. We have to seek his, his wisdom. We have to hear what the Holy Spirit, don't, don't, be a, don't be attracted by the fruit of what's on offer that you miss, the, uh, that you actually are walking into another ditch there. Uh, the, the man or the woman of your dreams is not always the right person that God is leading to you. Have you checked his word? Have you heard what the Holy Spirit is, is telling How he leads us and how he guides us. The warm, fuzzy feelings are not always the way God wants to lead you. See, sometimes we elevate that blessing, believing that it is the fruit of God leading us when it may be more like a side hustle that we desire rather than God leading us. It may look attractive, but if God hasn't called you to it, it will be like a moment of freedom before jumping into another ditch. Some questions that, that you can pray when you're seeking God, God to lead you and to guide you. I pray this, God, what, what does, uh, when I get into the word, God, will you show me in your word uh, what you're asking me to do? Will you reveal it to me? Will you show me? Uh, I pray, Holy Spirit, what are you showing me? Will you, will, you, will you speak to my heart? Will you, will you guide me in this? What, what are my spiritual leaders saying? What are people like my small group leaders? What are, what are they saying? What wisdom are, are they giving us? And see, see, the promises for you that the Lord says he will guide you along the best pathway of your life, not the easiest one. The Lord is my shepherd. Band, you guys want to come? Yeah, that'd be cool. Just probably the band, probably, I think. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters and he restores my soul. I'm going to ask right here, right in this moment, I, I just feel like oh God wanted to restore some, some hearts and just to do some work in some people's hearts and lives. And, and so I'm going to ask right now, can, if everybody could bow their heads and close their eyes. And This is a holy moment, this is a sacred moment, this is a a God moment, I believe, for some people. Because the truth is, in the, the amount of people here in this room, that there's got to be some people here where they, you just can't find peace. You've searched, you've looked, you've bought new stuff, and you've still got no peace. I felt like there's, there'd be, there's people here today too, and whatever you do, you can't seem to rest. Like, like, you, like you've tried holidays, you've tried fun stuff, you've tried even sleeping in and, and doing nothing, but there's something that you just, you, you just can't find the rest that you're searching for. And then, then there's some others where you just, you just don't know where you're going. You, you, you don't know what's happening, you don't know what to do next. And you need God to, to guide you like you need the shepherd to, to lead you and to guide you. And in all of that, there's people here too that, verse three, it says that he 
restores my soul. That you can't explain it, but you just... But there's something about your life and your journey now where it's, you feel tense, you feel afraid. You, you feel like you don't know where you're coming or going. And I just felt like God wanted to just to touch your life and, and to restore your soul. Like, like it's that classic car that, that has no wheels and no windows and it's rusted to bits. And it, then the guy gets hold of it, the person gets hold of it, and it comes out as this beautiful car that's been totally restored better than brand new. I feel like God wants to do that for some people today. And, and this is all I'm going to do. I'm, I, I just felt like it's, it's by faith that we step in and we get a, a bit bold and courageous today. And so what I'm going to what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray very shortly for, for people, if that's you, any part of that, if that's you. And I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you to stand where you are. And, because desperate, desperate people do desperate things for God and, and no one's going to be looking around and, and nobody's going to be wandering around. But if, you, if you're here today, say, Daryl, can you, you pray for me? Include me in this prayer. I need restoration. I've got no peace. I've got no rest. I need God to come and restore my soul. If that's you on the count of three, I just want you to stand where you're sitting and we're going to pray together. One, two, three. Stand to your feet right now, wherever you are. Hallelujah. Praise your name, my God. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your mighty name. Hallelujah. People just all over the places. That's great. Every eye's closed and every head is bowed. Father, right now, right across this whole building, Father God, that, that people that have responded to you right now, right God, Lord, I commend them into your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, for those who can't find rest, Lord, those who can't find peace, Lord, those who don't know what to do. Father, will you come and touch their hearts and their lives right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you come uh, with that word from the Lord. Oh God, Holy Spirit, would you come uh, and touch their lives, Father God. Let them sense your power and your anointing upon them right now, oh God. Father, will you, will you speak so clear they walk out of this place, God, knowing they've met with you today, oh God. Father, I pray restoration of souls, Lord God. That restoration, Father God, that only you can work, Father God. You're the, the great counselor. You are Jehovah Shalom. You, you bring peace, oh God, but you're the great physician as the Bible says. So Father, I pray, Lord, will you restore souls right now, Father God, from all weariness as they come to you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Can I, can I encourage uh, you ones who have just been standing this week, be going into looking in the Word of God. He wants to speak to you. He wants to restore you. He wants to bring a new level of peace and rest that people that know you will be shocked and surprised that why aren't you stressed out? Why aren't you concerned? Why aren't you scared to do this or to do that? And you'll be able to say, well, because I, of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and He restored my soul. So this week, can you meditate on, you reflect on that in Jesus' mighty name. You can, you can take your seat right now. And so every eye is still closed and every head is bowed. I'm going to finish Pastor De Bailey in a, in a second to finish our service because our, our time is gone. And I never like to finish a, a closer service without giving an opportunity of people to say yes to the, the Lord being your shepherd or the, yes to Jesus being your salvation. Truth is this, that 
that God loves you. He's got a great plan for your life. He comes to give you freedom from your past, purpose for your today, and hope for the future. And, and it's really simple. It's a free gift that, that God gives. And, and it's all because of the work that His Son Jesus did for each one of us because of His great love. Jesus died on a cross for you and I that He bore upon His very own body our sin, the things that we've done, the things that you've done wrong right now, sin that caused a separation between you and God. Let Jesus come and said, if you give it to me, I will take it. I will pay the price so you don't have to. By faith, you can receive that gift today of eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's real simple. In a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a real simple prayer. And if that's you, why don't you just pray it just silently in your heart after me. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today, I give you my life. I surrender my will into your hands. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, give me peace. Lord, I ask that would you be the shepherd of my life today. I receive the free gift of salvation that only you can give. Make me brand new. Make me clean. So Jesus, today, I surrender my life into your hands. In Jesus' name. Just for one more moment, just wave your eyes closed, every head is bowed. Not going to pull anyone out, not going to embarrass anybody. And I, I would love to know who I can just pray for this one last time. So if you just said yes to Jesus right now, you said, Jesus, I want you to be the shepherd of my life, to be my Lord. I'm just going to count to three one more time on three. If you prayed that prayer, you really meant it. I just want you to slip your hand up and I'll acknowledge it. You can put your hand down and then I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. So if that's you on the count of three, said yes to Jesus, I want to invite you to lift your hand right now. One, two, three. Lift your hand right now. See that hand in front of you there. Two hands up in front of you. Hallelujah. See that hand in the back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can put your hand down. Father, for these hands right now that signify, Father, with a life uh, that has been given to you, Lord God. Father, I thank you for your hand of protection upon them, your blessing, Lord. And as they take this journey of faith, Father God, being restored, Father, you're finding peace, Lord, and rest in you. Father, I thank you that, that you cleanse them, you make them like brand new because of your great sacrifice for us. So, Father, would you bless them? Would you keep them? Would you guide them, I pray, in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, can we put our hands together for those hands? So good. Praise Amen.